the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Greetings. We thought about taking the day off because it was election day, but then we went to the polls and thought better of it. Kath, have you voted yet? Welcome. I didn't go to the polls. You haven't been to the polls no, yet? No, but I'm going on my way home. All right. Good. Mike, have you been to the polls yet yourself? Have oh, you? yeah. Very Definitely. nice. Two out of three of us have voted. How already. busy were your polls today? How Mike? were they, Mike? Um, mine wasn't so bad. It was, uh, I walked right in, voted, walked right out. Okay. Took me like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's All how right. I was too. There was a steady um, stream of people, but it wasn't overwhelming. Okay. Which generally, my polling place is like Tumbleweed City. Mm. So I was happy to see people there in the parking lot. And I, God bless all those people working in the polls. Oh, isn't that yeah, the truth? Seriously. I vote in my elementary school. Is that weird? Oh, that's, that's so really cool, weird. actually. That is super yeah, weird. I love cool. that. Yeah. I, I love it. I dream about my elementary school. Do you? Mm-hmm. Does it still exist? Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Not as an elementary school. Oh, what is it? I don't know. It's not, it's, uh, you know. It's, what else could it be? Is it like a strip mall or something? No, it's a, I think, well, for, it was a Catholic grade school. So for a long time, it was a Catholic grade school. Then uh, they closed that whole thing up and then they tr- they sort of let the local uh, town use it as some sort of, you know, ancillary educational thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's a mess. <laughs> I, got, I gotta be honest, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> I thought we were going somewhere, but then no, we weren't. No, no it's just. But no, I dream about it. it. Okay. I dream about about being in the all-purpose room. Yeah. Did you have an all-purpose room? Uh, we, if that's what you mean, like by the gym, uh, or is that like the gym that also served as a cafeteria? Basically, it was like the basement. And they oh. called it, it was like this big room, and they called it the all-purpose room. I didn't have an all-purpose room. Hey, we'll see you down in the I'm all-purpose room. Sad about room. that. Okay, but we did eat lunch in our gym. Mm. We ate lunch in our in our seats in our. Home rooms. Yeah. Before we had a renovation, I remember doing that. Mm-hmm. And I also remember being, this was maybe kindergarten through third grade. It was a really big deal because once a month, it was McDonald's Day. Oh, that's nice. And you got to put in your order. So you could either get a burger or a hot dog. What? And I believe it came with fries. The thing I remember the most is the orange drink. Mm. Ronald McDonald, his face was on it. Orange drink. That stuff was delicious. I'm sure it was. Yeah. I, I like. I, I. I feel like right now I remember exactly what that tasted like. Really? Oh, that'd be nice. Oh, it was very good. No, the nuns would have none of that. We would have no oh, McDonald's. No, no McDonald's. No. We, we only had a Winkies in Swiss Family. Oh, right. We had a Winkies. Jeffrey Chico. Jeff, don't even get me started on Jeffrey Chico. What is a Winkies? Him and his mom. What's a Winkies? Winkies is, I always considered it, well, when it came it's, to Swissville, I was super excited, but I was considered Winkies to be a, a low, poor man's McDonald's. It's okay. a low-rent fast food place. I've Which is long gone. Long gone. Yeah. Winkies is, is, that's what the Arby's is on South Braddock Avenue now, right? Exactly. That's what I thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I was just driving by that with my daughter the, the other day, and I pointed to it, and I said, Katie. What's Winkies? No, I said, that's where Jeffrey Chico <laughs> beat Jeff. out John Hall. He did. 
him and his mom driving down there. You got a string tie, I Kath. know. I'm How sorry. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't. It makes me sad. All right. So tonight uh, we're going to be watching television to see what the no, wait, election returns bring in. I, quite honestly, I'm not going to. What time? Wait, 7 sec. o'clock? Wait, hold on. I think I hear election. Is that, a, is that election music? It's a choir. I didn't it's, know that there was such a thing as election It's hailed to the chief. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's, I guess it... I mean, I, it's not a presidential nominee. No, it's but not. I mean, you think I would have recognized that? It's a little misplaced. Sorry. Like, hail to the state senator. There hail to the governor. Right. Yeah. Hail to... What? How many... Did you have a lot of people to vote for in your district? No. no? Had like, you had like four people, right? Exactly. Right. And the and the uh, ancillary question about raising your property tax. Oh, and what was that? Quite, I, need, I don't even didn't even know that uh, reference. They want to use the property. They want to increase the property tax to raise money for kids' education. Which I mean, that's crazy. I mean, what I, mean, the I don't heck? think any of us want to do that. You know, what do we care about kids' education? I mean, you know, in theory, I'm I'm very pro of that. Mm-hmm. But what's the deal? All, all of a sudden, my property taxes are already high. Right here we go again. So what's going on with the? I thought the property taxes were there to help your kids' education. Why I thought are we the casinos so were covering all that. I thought the casinos were going to fix everything wrong in Allegheny County. Pretty much so. I mean, heck, well, I'm going to give up playing Keno. <laughs> not that I'm playing Keno. I'm not. Hey, I, I was in Bellevue Kino. today, and uh, there's a there's a Knights of Columbus there on oh, yeah. Lincoln Avenue, and uh, I just wanted to give them a little plug because uh, it's bingo night. Hey, I saw it today as I was coming out of the dentist's I liked office. It. I love it. Yeah. yeah, the Knights of Columbus. I got a long history with the I know you do. We'll just I know, leave it at that. Let me just say that they have your name on record. <laughs> okay, so guys. tonight, will it be a nail biter? That's my question for you. I don't think there's any point of tuning in at least until nine p.m. Oh, I agree completely. I mean, what are you going to start watching at six o'clock? Nothing. You're going to a bunch of people talking about stuff that hasn't right, that got, hasn't been counted yet. Exactly. That's going to be awful. Stacy Smith out there, you know, somewhere in the polls. You don't think any results will be in by no, six o'clock? No, no, no. Mike, the polls don't close till eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but there's, you know, there's, you know, the uh, no, no, no. Do early you do returns. That? Has yeah, anybody ever approached that. you and done that and said, "Yo, hey, let's can we poll you as you exit the polls?" I don't want to do that. I've never told anyone. No, neither have I. Okay, good. Let's keep it that way. Wow, I like. Okay, so will you watch television tonight, Mike? Yes, of course. Okay, yeah, John. I watch some Netflix. (laughs) I'm deep into a new show. Oh, I'm deep into it, people. Does it have politics in the middle? Yes. What? The Crown? Yeah. No, it's Designated Survivor. I disliked it at first. The first four episodes, I was like, really, we're really doing this. But now that I'm into it, I'm really into it. See that? That's a real dicey area. What, Designated Survivor? No, the walk into four episodes. I mean, oh, it is. It's me, really, the, I agree. I, you question your very I existence. Know. What I, am I doing? Why, why am I doing, doing this? I know. Do, uh, I know. I don't find this so interesting. Oh, oh, never mind. I Forget have seen that. the irony, though, in the, when Kiefer Sutherland was Jack Bauer in 24, mm-hmm. he was, you know, there were no rules, no holds barred. He yeah. had to go and save the people. Now, he is the independent man who has become president, who just wants to be everybody's friend, just wants to work it all out, just wants oh, to be kind and gentle. He's like the anti-Jack Bauer. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Kiefer, it's Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. I like his father better. I think I like his father better, too. Well, his father is very, very quirky, very interesting man. Do you remember him in uh, The Eye of the Needle? Remember him riding that oh, bike? What a great movie. How about a book? Did you ever read that book? Yes, I did. Oh, what a fabulous book. Good night. That's a page turner. That is not a book for kids, just in case you're wondering. Should I read that aloud to my kids? The answer is no. Oh, well, Do would not think read that. Eye of the Needle aloud to your kids. I don't think you have to give that disclosure. Listen, I'm just saying we get a lot, enough messages on Facebook. You never told me. Listen, I'm telling you. All right, tonight I'm going to turn on my television, but not until 10 o'clock. 
10. 10. I'm not turning it on before 10. I'm I'd not. Because be, it's crazy. I'd be a little anxious at 10 o'clock. Well, don't you feel like you'd miss something if it. What about. Well, it was like, how, feel like it's going to change. How about 9 30? I don't think I'm going to do 9 30. your bets to 9 30. No, I mean, I appreciate you trying to push me into it, but well, I don't want to. If that's the case, then you might turn your TV set on at 10 and it might be all over. What's all over? I mean, it's going to be. It, it, I want to see the answer. I don't want to see like the suspense until we figure, know what the answer is. I want to know what the answer is. Wait, don't you want to like ride along? Maybe for the I'll just wave go to bed. Go, hey, back and Maybe forth. Maybe I just won't turn it on. Maybe no, no. I'll just watch Designated Survivor, and then I'll go to bed and I'll wake up tomorrow morning and know what happened. Someone will be triumphant, and then the. This is what this is my my prediction is that whatever happens, it's either going to be that Donald Trump is the greatest president in the history of the United States, or that the country has completely repudiated him and he's the worst of all time. Mm. I can't see anything in the middle. It's either and, – and for some reason, even though he's not on the, on the ballot, the entire election is. somehow is still going to focus on him. Of course it is. It's crazy. That's what Come it is. You know? This is 2016 all over again. Don't you think? Yeah, except he's not on the ballot. Well, no, 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 he is. You know, he's he is. no, he's well, not. Well, you know what I'm saying. Look, I'm not doing that. I don't vote for people because of if how close they are to the president. I've never done that. I well, we're not even do doing that. that. Are we doing that here in Western Pennsylvania? Not I don't really. know. Well, yeah. maybe you didn't, but I bet. But apparently, when I watch cable news, that's what everybody's doing because really? he's the only person that mm-hmm. anyone talks about. Would you vote straight ticket? I only voted straight ticket one time. One time. One time. Well, my parents would do that. Take my parents about three seconds to vote. They'd go in there, clink. You know, that was when the machines were like Clink. This. See, look, look how young he is. Yeah, you, clink, you don't man. remember the clink. You don't remember the clink? You never knew the clink. Oh, you're just all I'm like, sad for pad. you, Mike, that you never knew the clink. Oh, Sorry. clink was like the best of the year. Listen, know, there, when, when voting machines were truly mechanical, Mike, you'd, you'd press your thing. It was like a big, pe- it was like a big beastly piece it was of as big analog as equipment. It was as big as that, right? no exaggeration. And like weighed two tons. And you, you press this lever down, red le- red the, lever. the people that you were going to vote for, and then at the end, you press this. A red lever. Yeah. Like, a, like it's a casino. The <laughs> only thing that was missing that like, should have been steam coming out of exactly. it. Gears exactly. Exactly. And it made this awesome noise, Mike. It went clunk. Yep. Well, like, you knew that was like democracy Like all of your action. votes and all of the concern of your citizenry just dumped right into a bucket and then just went wow. right on. Yeah. It's just a Here, very like solid Here, like when you vote today, it's like you're, you know, you're ordering a burger. I know. You're, I think, you're wait, am, am I going to get something as sheets? No. I don't like it. Did you get a sticker? Heck yeah, I did. Yeah, I got a sticker, Oh, d- you all proud of your sticker, I John. I got a sticker. Didn't get a lollipop, but I did oh, get a sticker. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we're excited because we got a lot ahead in today's program. We're going to talk about how to vote today. If you're like me and you haven't done it yet, we'll talk to Jonathan Lehman coming up next. Also, next hour, your long-distance relationship with God. Amy Simpson says that's not enough. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. Prayer, always in any crisis, prayer is our first response. Because Satan mocks our schemes, he laughs at our strategies and our human efforts, but he fears our prayers. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint, tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. 
Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Your donut hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today because Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know how to work the system, and they know that you have questions, and they have the answers that you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but on quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Five years ago, a National Barna Omni poll discovered that 77% of evangelicals believe we're now living in the end times as described by the Bible. But how can we really know? Don't miss the most comprehensive, in-depth, prophetic end-time seminar anywhere. You'll be amazed at how much information God's Word provides. This all-day end-time seminar is Saturday, November 10th at Christ Church at Grove Farm. To learn more, go to endtimeseminar.com. That's endtimeseminar.com. At Grace Wellness Center, our philosophy is that we are called to thrive. We're always called to something bigger, something more. God is calling us, Aki. God is calling us. And you know what? I'm so looking forward to how we'll be able to bless others. I'm going to say this. This show has been such a blessing to me. You know, my wife and kids will only listen to me if my voice is coming out of the radio. <laughs> is that right? That's right. That's awesome. I can't Maybe wait. some other people will listen to us. Called to Thrive is right here on Word FM every Saturday at 930. Check us out. Join us. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Now with free shipping, like today. Stay road ready for half the price. Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw will change your oil and filter for half off at just $19.95. For repair and maintenance, ASC certified techs, Napa parts, and a fair price, go with Green Apple Auto Works in Glenshaw. Log on now to wordfm.com. Keyword shopping. Hey, welcome back. Jonathan Lehman's with us. Jonathan is an elder at Chevrolet Baptist Church in suburban Washington, D.C., editorial director for Nine Marks, which we'll talk about. Also the author of How the Nations Rage, Rethinking Faith and Politics for a Divided Age. Jonathan, welcome to the show. How are you today? Yeah, doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Did you vote yet? I did this morning. Good. So then I hope that you followed some of your advice here in the piece that you wrote at the Gospel Coalition called How yeah. to Vote Today. I did my best. Uh, yeah, sure. My own little voter's guide. Excellent. All right. So um, before we talk about how to vote, Mike, I just need to I need to uh, canvas you to see if you're falling in line with either me or John and Mike. Will you have your television on at like, I don't know, 10 eight, o'clock? O- 8 o'clock tonight and watching the uh, returns come in? Are you asking me? Am yeah, I I'm asking to? you. Oh, yeah, John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I assume, I, I, in fact, I told my my wife and kids, look, we can have the TV on all day today, so nobody has to ask we turn on the TV, oh. so, long as we're, so long as we're on the news channels. Oh, okay. Oh, no so it's like, a, it's like a holiday in the family there. Yeah, something like that. Okay, I like it. <laughs> all right. Okay, so tell us, Jonathan, um, how should we vote today? Well, I gave six six ways. Vote thankfully, vote righteously, vote strategically, vote evangelistically, vote ecclesiologically, and vote with a loose grip. And I'll be like, I'm back each of those. But 
Yeah, it's how we go about this vote as Christians that I think is is crucial. I mean, obviously, what we vote is crucial as well. That's not what I'm addressing here, so much as how we approach the whole thing. Okay, so John, the the start of your piece, though, you talk about this, and I'm glad the Babylon Bee covered this as well, because everyone believes that this is the most important election of our lifetime. But I thought just a couple of years ago, that, that was, was the, the most, most important right. election. But apparently they this all This is lie. even more important than that one, apparently. Right. Well, think about what happens when we use all these all-cap sentences and exclamation points. We, we, we say to the world, hey, it's not the gospel or God that's the most important thing. This next election is the most important thing, <laughs> yeah. right? When really Jesus is like, no, I'm going to win. My church is going to prevail. The elections are important. I don't want to say they're unimportant, but I just want to be careful as a Christian, as a Christ follower, what we, what we give all our emphasis to. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Boy, we need to hear that. But people don't want to hear that, do they? People are watching their cable news channel and they think if, because this happened in 2016, when President Trump won, I mean, there was one side that was jubilation and the other side was like a deep despair. And then when you go back to President Obama, the first time he won, same thing. Mm-hmm. So all of our, all of our entire lives are wrapped up in this thing. I don't think it's good spiritually, psychologically, just physically. It makes us all ill in every way possible. No, that's exactly right. And look, I understand why people get upset. Government politics deals with the matters of justice, right? And justice is important, and injustice should make you angry. You see an abused child, you are rightly angry. Injustice should make us angry. So politics is important. Nonetheless, as Christians, our hope is not in this election or any election. Our hope is in the fact that Christ has died and has risen and is coming again. And so... All I'm trying to say in this piece and on other things I've written is to like, okay, let's pay attention to this. Let's get involved. Let's get engaged. But you got to keep it with something of a loose grip, at least in comparison to the most important things Mm. in life. Yeah, so that's the question John and I have been asking is how do you talk about something that is important without making it all important? Well, I think as Christians, especially what's crucial is we need to be careful about whether or not is what we're saying directly stated in Scripture, or is it like several degrees of implication removed? So if we're talking about something that Scripture directly speaks to, like, you shall not murder, okay, well, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about abortion. That's important. It's a pretty direct line. But is it something that you might call not a direct line, but a jagged line in getting from the text to the policy application? You've got to go through this reasoning and that reasoning, several others of that. So political tactics, for instance, I would call those jagged lines. You and I might both agree that abortion is wrong, but maybe have slightly different ways of getting there. Well, I need to preserve Christian freedom and Christian liberty and respect your conscience and how you're going to come about a different way of getting to that decision. So part of the, part of the, part of the way we keep our, our you know, tempers down is to preserve Christian freedom and to recognize that these are complicated issues. Yeah. So in your piece, John, you, you talk about voting with a loose grip, which mm-hmm. I think essentially yeah, is what like you, the yeah. whole thing is up to this point. You wear things lightly because no matter who wins, it's not going to you know affect our salvation or our relationship with Christ. Hopefully not. Yeah, that's right. Not only that, I would say, look, you're not an apostle. I'm not an apostle. I can tell you what Jesus says in the Bible I can't give you a direct line to Jesus on health care or on immigration mm-hmm. policy right. or on any number of other things. Again, not that those aren't important, not that we shouldn't bring biblical reasoning to bear. We should. But I cannot speak about my view on immigration reform with the same level of certainty that I can speak about the resurrection. 
Resurrection, firm grip. My view on immigration reform, right, right, right. That's a great way to look at it. I think simply because of the complexity of these issues, Um, and you know, the very complexity of the issues belies how simple it all sounds on cable news. Because depending on what channel you're watching, it's obvious that all the smart people are going to vote for X, and all of the stupid people or the immoral people are going to vote for Y. The only problem is, depending on the cable news network, (laughs) the good people and the bad people, you know, have their roles reversed. So, but in the real world, there's so many different ways of looking at issues. And you certainly, like John was saying before you came on the air, Jonathan, that when he was growing up, his parents used to vote straight ticket. That's all it was. He'd go in and they... they Three seconds later, they come out the door. They're good to go. I mean, you know, that was... Pittsburgh is a largely democratic enclave. So a lot of people, my family's friends and neighbors, I'm sure, they all voted straight ticket democratic. There was just no wiggle room there. Right, but that doesn't take into what you're saying about voting strategically, right? Trying to figure out how... Um, God's image bearers are cared for or honored by different candidates. New ones. Well, they're, they're well said. There's a sense in which Christians don't fit neatly into any party, right? Lest we be subject entirely to the parties and not subject to King Jesus. There's a sense in which a Christian should uh, be somewhat counterintuitive in their approach to politics. Like, I sort of fit with this group in these ways, and I sort of fit with that group in those ways, and neither group is entirely happy with me, right? But instead, because I'm not taking my orders from the group, I'm not taking my orders from the party or the party operatives, I'm taking my orders from King Jesus. And so, yeah, there should be a sort of in and not of in all of our approach to politics. Like, none of these shoes quite fit. Okay, so John, I mean, you wrote a book about this, How the Nation's Rage Rethinking Faith and Politics for a Divided Age. Quite honestly, you know, Kath and I have been doing this show uh, long enough to essentially, especially on Christian radio, to stay away from politics more often than not. Because what we find is, no matter <laughs> what we... probably wise. It's, it is wise, because what we, what we found is when we mention something politically, we get such brutal emails and phone calls, depending upon what we say. And we're trying to sort of be even about the whole thing, but it doesn't work that way. Oh, gosh. I mean, I've, I've experienced the same thing in my own ministry. It, it really is tough. Absolutely. Um, I, what I try to do in the book is to say, hey, Christians, first and foremost, we should look to our lives in the Church uh, for, for kind of a true politics, a true righteousness and justice. In other words, let's live as a transformed nation before we try to transform the nation. Let's try to be a redeemed culture ourselves before we try to redeem the culture. And it's out of the the righteous-loving, justice-loving, loving-loving lives in a congregation, uh, out of that should flow a, a new kind of politics that is compelling to the people. So we should engage the public square, yes, but let's be before we do, is, is one of the things mm-hmm. that I say in the book, because uh, that will give us moral credibility. Jonathan Lehman's with us. He's an elder at Shepherdly Baptist Church in suburban Washington, D.C. He's also the editorial director for Nine Marks and the author of the book we were talking about, How the Nations Rage, Rethinking Faith and Politics for a Divided Age. Now, you wrote in your article, Jonathan, I thought this was interesting, to vote evangelistically. Um, and I thought, well, how, how, how does that even work? But I appreciate how you explained it, because you said choose candidates and positions that won't prevent the church from doing its great commission work. Talk about that. Yeah, sure. Think about when God establishes the authority for government. It's in Genesis 9, where whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. Well, that happens before Genesis 12, 
in the call to Abraham for a reason. Why is that? Well, you need sort of a platform of peace and order for the plan of redemption to unfold. Let me put it this way. You know, I need I need a good government or a government in some sense to keep peace on the streets so I can get to church, right? Lest I'm bludgeoned by bandits on the way. So there's a sense in which all of our special grace activities, our church activities, our evangelizing activities depend upon common grace platforms. Now, you need to know how to read before you can read the Bible, right? And so when we're voting, what that means is I need to pay attention to, hey, is this party or this candidate going to stand in the way of the Church doing its work? Because if so, that's not why God put government there in the first place. God put government there to build this platform for the Church to do its work. So we need to be mindful of our church work and our evangelism as we vote. And that was the first thing I was trying to get at. And the second thing I was getting at that was just to say, hey, look, take care of how you talk to all your friends. Uh, you, you mentioned a moment ago how divisive this can be. Well, yeah. do you need to air all of your politics with your with your non-Christian neighbors and colleagues? You might not undermine your, your witness to them. Do you really Do you really need to do that? No, you sure don't. It's complicated to live uh, strategically and engage in politics without getting sucked into politics. That's what we were, you know, that's just another way of saying, how do you talk about something that's important without making it all important? Oh, and I, honestly, I think it's getting harder and harder. It is. It really it really is. And, I, and my, my, there's a number of reasons for that. One, one of the reasons I would say for that is that because the country is increasingly divided by two pretty different, different views of justice. Right, and uh, justice is what makes people angry, as I said. And so, the more we divide uh, over those sort of basics, the angrier people are going to get, and 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 the harder it is going to be to enter into that conversation. Right. Okay. So today's election day. Finally, of course, you're following along. Everyone's been counting the days down. So tomorrow, we're going to essentially hit the reset clock and then lean forward into 2012, which is crazy. You mean you mean twenty 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 twenty? Sorry, yeah. I mean, here we go again. So, yeah, right. And we'll we'll have a little bit of a, a respite, hopefully, before all the news cycle comes. But uh, after the twenty sixth, you know, my, my Chevrolet Baptist Church is here in the D.C. area. During the last election, twenty sixteen, I was actually at Capitol Hill Baptist Church. We just left there to plant right down Capitol Hill. And the elections are intense times because because Christians are on both sides of things. And, and right here in D.C., we feel that especially. So I have members of my church strongly feeling this way and members of my church strongly feeling the other way, um, both seeking to uphold Christian moral principles but have different ways of thinking that needs to be done. It just takes a lot of wisdom for, for pastors and Christians generally, I think, to come to the Lord's table together and, and maintain unity and a bond of peace amidst that. Yeah. But I think that's crucial. Well, Jonathan, thanks. We count you as a friend and a kindred yeah, spirit yeah, in this and, battle. And I got to say that I, I wrote down one of the lines from this article, that today's election is not the most important election in our lifetime. God's election of us was more important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. Very, very wisely it sure said. Is. Jonathan Lehman, uh, How the Nations Rage, Rethinking Faith and Politics for a Divided Age. Jonathan Lehman. Hey, take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we got lots more. We're just getting started here. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. This is Michael Medved. I'm here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. 
the government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition. When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies. With after-hour calls, return within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. For all the many years that we've been doing the ride home with John and Kathy, both Kath and I really appreciate all the advertisers who've been with us. Grove City College is our newest advertiser, and we are so happy that Grove City is with us. Both of our children attend Grove City, so we, as proud parents of children who attend Grove City College, we say thank you to Grove City College. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. Chillier air will settle in tonight. It'll be partly cloudy and breezy, low 39. Breezy, cool day for tomorrow, partly sunny with a high 52. Tomorrow night will be mainly clear and cold with a low near 30. Chillier Thursday, partly sunny with the high 46. Likely we'll see some rain on Friday, followed by a colder weekend. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, welcome back. Coming up November 17th, Christ Church at Grove Farm. The issues men face in Holy Smokes. Open your mouth as a guy and you'll find issues that you face because your mind's thinking one thing and the culture's telling you another and it's just a, a craziness. Pastor Steve Childs will be there on that day. Pastor Childs is from Chartel Church of God in Oklahoma City where he's the uh, the senior pastor. Pastor, welcome to the show today. How are you? 
Hi, John. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good. I can't complain at all. Okay, so, Steve, what's this like? You're going across the country and you're talking to men. Tell me why this is so important to you. Well, I don't think there's ever been a, uh, a time in history uh, when the challenge has been greater for men and when the opportunity has been any greater for men. And, uh, you know, most of us, uh, you know, when you look across our culture and you look at uh, the families that we came out of, uh, most of us came out of families where we didn't learn how to be good men of integrity. We didn't learn how to be good husbands. We didn't learn how to be good fathers. Uh, you know, some of us were fortunate enough to have good models with that. But, man, many of us are, are learning this stuff, you know, the most important stuff in life on our own, and they just don't have manuals for that. So I'm finding that everywhere, doesn't matter where I am in the country, men are dealing with, you know, with the same kinds of uh, issues. Steve, do you talk to women who are concerned about either their husbands or their fathers or their sons? Only every day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All the time, Kathy. You know, and and I think that's part of the problem is that, um, you know, men often struggle with uh, being vulnerable. And often, particularly as a pastor, uh, and I coach a lot of pastors and and do a lot of uh, leadership training, I I end up talking a lot to women who will confide in me and say, you know, my husband's struggling with this, but he won't tell anybody. And I think that that's part of the issue. And what I do love about conferences like this is we try to create environments where we tell men, hey, we're all broken, dude. You know, we're every single one of us have brokenness in our lives. And until we can get honest and until we can get honest with each other and with God, we're going to struggle with this stuff. But if we can get honest, man, we can step into the truth and that truth will set us free. Broken, not defeated, November 17th, Christ Church at Grove Farm. See, uh, maybe, I don't know, five or six months ago, one of the guys in our church who is beloved by everybody stood up on a Sunday morning and said, hey, guys, uh, I just want you to know, we're going to start to meet uh, Sundays at 7.30, and you're, everybody's welcome, because I want you to know that I'm a porn addict, and I'm looking for other guys to join me who are also struggling with the same thing. I mean, holy smokes, you could have heard a pin drop. It was though, I mean, the energy got sucked out of the room. But once the service was over, that guy stood in the back of the church and any number of men sheepishly moved forward. And now this place is thriving on Sunday nights at 730 because guys are meeting and they're sharing their shame with each other. Exactly. That's exactly right, John. And that's why, that's again, that's why it's so important to create environments like this. Because all it takes is, is one man who's, who's bold enough to be honest, and, and it paves the way for other men to say, well, I'm dealing with this too. I, you know, the, one of the greatest breakthroughs I ever had in ministry, I was actually pastoring in Greensburg, Pennsylvania at the time, not outside of Pittsburgh there. Nice. And, um, and I was, uh, I, I came out of a family of addiction. Uh, my mom was chemically dependent. I had generations of alcoholism, and it creates all kinds of garbage for you when you're growing up. And I finally had to, came to a point where I realized I need help. And uh, and I saw end up seeing a, a counselor and talking through some of the stuff and dealing with some of this family baggage and some of this addictive behavior. And that Sunday. Uh, in church, at the end of my message, it's, this is God. This is how God works. I was doing a message, a message series on the family, and my message that that day that I had planned months before was entitled "When to Get Help." <laughs> and I, and and I, at the end of my message, I stood in front of my congregation and I said, "I just want you to know that I, as your pastor and spiritual leader, this week for the very first time in my life, went to see a therapist to deal with the issue that I have not been able to overcome. And I just want you to know if." 
me, if myself, as your as your pastor leader, find that I need some other guide, godly guidance to deal with these things, it's okay for you. And what was crazy was within a week and a half, I had at least five different men who called me. They said, you know, Pastor Steve, I've been dealing with some stuff, and I've been thinking about counseling, but I just thought, you know, if I do that, I'm weak, or I, it means I'm insane. And I said, because you shared that, that helps me say, you know what, if Pastor Steve can do this, I can do this too. Oh, that's fabulous. Hooray, Steve. Broken, not defeated men's conference, Grove City, I'm sorry, Christ Church at Grove Farm, November 17th, online right now, ccgf.org, Christ Church at Grove Farm, the 17th. We'll put information on our Facebook page as well. Steve, congratulations. Keep this up, guys. Guys need this badly. We sure do, John. Thank you so much. Great pleasure. ccgf.org, Christ Church at Grove Farm, November 17th broken, not defeated, men's conference. The day after Thanksgiving feeds your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. and all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy and one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code WORD to start enjoying the best sleep of your life. Or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. What gives one company the edge over another? Maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's taking care of lots of things that help a business run smoothly. In other words, Cintas. Cintas has products that help your people stay safe and apparel programs that convey the right image. They service fire protection equipment, deliver and stock restroom supplies, and make sure facilities are clean and ready. Because when all those things work together, you're in business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. Is your car ready for winter? Get the jump on Jack Frost. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect against the elements inside and out. From spray-on bed liners to rust-proofing, WeatherTech floor liners to extreme detailing. And now, through November 15th, get up to 50 bucks off remote starters during their preseason sale while supplies last. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville. 40 years for the extreme in all of us at extremetruck.net. Trade pros. Ferguson's proud to be a part in what you do. And it's our aim to be the easiest one of your long day on the job. With over 1,000 one-stop shop counter locations, expert associates, and an unmatched selection of go-to and hard-to-find OEM repair products, you can depend on us to do our part every day. 
and Ferguson's one-hour will call, same-day, next-day delivery, and online ordering and inventory management solutions are making things simpler for those that work the hardest. Visit Ferguson.com and find a counter location near you. Years ago, I was uh, I was dating my wife. She was living in Manhattan. I was living in Pittsburgh. And I, I'd go visit her. And um, I mean, it was a long trek mm-hmm, most weekends. Sure. And I was working for a guy. And one Monday morning, he looked at me and said, John, would you stop going back and forth in New York City? Why don't you just marry the girl? And I thought, yeah, I, I need to do that. That's probably a good point. So that's what happened. Amy Simpson's with us. Amy's a regular guest on our show. She is the um, acquisitions editor at Moody Publishing, an author, a speaker, a leadership coach. A couple of her books are fabulous. Blessed are the Unsatisfied, Finding Spiritual Freedom in an Imperfect World, and Troubled Minds, Mental Illness and the Church's Mission. Uh, she got a, a piece out called Your Long Distance Relationship is Not Enough. Amy, welcome back to the show. How are you? Thanks. I'm well, thanks. Good to have be here with you again. So, Amy, you did the long-distance relationship with your husband, too. I did, yep. In, in our case, it was uh, Chicago and Denver that we were that we were living in, and, and that was a long trek, too. That's a long time. How, how, how long did you guys do that? Um, yeah, that's a good question. It's hard to remember, but it, I think <laughs> it was probably at least six months. Uh-huh. Um, that was a long time ago. And it probably feels, you know, felt at the time like it was longer than it really was, but... But, yeah, I'd say it was at least six months. Okay, so what you're saying is that a lot of us, though, in our relationship with Jesus, we tend to do the same thing, that Jesus is over there. And I'll check in once in a while because, you know, I love you and everything. But overall, um, the distance, it creates a lot of its own weird problems. We need to change how things work. Yeah, essentially, you know, we I think it's important for us to recognize that what we experience with him now essentially is kind of like a long-distance relationship, um, but he doesn't want us to be content with that. You know, he, wanted, he wants us to long for more um, and, and actually promises us more. You know, not only can we, do we have the ability to go deeper and grow close, closer with him now, but ultimately we will one day, you know, have the, the barriers removed that, are, that, that, get, that stand in our way right now. And, you know, this is not a limitation with God. It's really a limitation with us. Mm-hmm. So I never thought of us having a long-distance relationship with God, but I think that that's probably a good way to talk about it. It's not that – I mean, it's not that God isn't with us or that we don't recognize that we belong to him, but it's just – it's not the same as having someone next to you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's like what 1 Corinthians 13, 8 through 12 talks about, you know – now we now we see in part, then we will know in full. You know, now we see as in a in a mirror dimly, then we'll see face to face. You know, there's a big difference between seeing someone through a, you know, a dingy glass and seeing them face to face. And and even though God is is with us, He is present with us now. Um, you know, there are things that that create that distance and that barrier between us. Our our sin, our ongoing sin. Yeah. You know, our our limitations as human beings and the world we live in that that do create all kinds of noise between us and God. And again, it's not because God is is withholding himself from us or putting himself at a distance from, from us, but because, you know, the choices that we have made as humans, there is, you know, we are limited in our ability to, to be actually be in God's presence and, and to be close to him. Yes. I mean, Amy... Uh, 
we've suffered here in Pittsburgh a cataclysmic event where two Saturdays ago a crazed person went into a synagogue and murdered 11 people. And, I mean, th- that really has shaken Pittsburgh to the core. Uh, of course, the, the mystery of all this and the heartbreak and how God works. But I do believe that for a lot of people, whether in our listening audience right this moment or across Western Pennsylvania as a whole, this has struck people so deeply that that long-distance relationship got a little closer for a lot of people. And so who knows you know, how God works? Well, we do know he works for the good of all things. But in times of trouble and chaos and deep heartbreak, things do get a little tighter in our relationship with God, don't we? We just sort of pull in closer, but when things are, you know, easy-peasy, we just tend to wander. Yeah, exactly. And, and we tend to, whether it's take, take God for granted or, um, you know, to sort of ignore the distance between us and figure, you know, this is as good as it gets <laughs> or as good as I want it to be, um, you know, rather than live with that longing. You know, the, the what what is often created in these times of crisis for us is, uh, a sense of longing, or it, it makes puts us in touch with the longing that we live with. You know, we long for God, and sometimes that what that how that expresses itself is in a longing for a world made right by Him. You know, so often we don't realize that necessarily that what we're longing for is God, but that's what we are longing for when we long for a world where there is perfect justice mm-hmm. and where there is you know perfect grace and where. Um, there is no violence, and there is no no pain, and there is no death. You know these things that these horrific things that happen often, I think, c- tend to clear away some of the clutter and make us realize, even for just a moment, um, the horror that is possible and that is actually very real in the world we live in. We all long for a world where that doesn't exist, and what that is essentially is a longing for God's presence because yeah. that is the only place. Right where these things do not exist. You know, when, when there is distance between us and God, we see that we, we see and we suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. All right, last question for you, Amy. Um, how do we get there? I mean, I know there's no prescription. I know there's no, you know, ABC thing we follow, but how do we make a long-distance relationship with God? Like, give me a step, a, a, two, two steps that would make a big difference to someone. Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it is important for us to be honest with ourselves and be and be own up to the the longing that we feel to the recognition, you know. So sometimes it's just a matter of re- of looking at ourselves and going, you know, what what is that? What does that longing look like for me? Whether it's, you know, we 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 wish for a world where the news was better, you know, or where the, you know, today we're we're voting and um and we're, you know, voting on, in all these um, elections here in Illinois. And, you know, I think a lot of people can relate to this, but in a state like this one where there's been a lot of corruption at the state level, you know, we, we long for, for justice. We long for, for leaders we can really vote for and put a lot of confidence in. Well, what is that about? You know, ultimately that is a longing for God and for a world made right by him. So I think often it is, it's about really putting those words to what we experience so that we can then turn ourselves toward the ultimate solution rather than looking for the solution in, you know, our fellow human beings or in, you know, arguing with one another or whatever. We can look to to God and the solution that he has, which is ultimately just in the, in the person and, and the, the presence of him that 
that transforms the world. Amen to that. Amy, thanks an awful lot. We always love talking to you. She wrote, uh, Amy Simpson's written a piece called Your Long Distance Relationship is Not Enough. And holy smokes, if you think it is, change that way of thinking quickly, please. Amy, she's the author of many wonderful things, Anxious, Choosing Faith in a World of Worry. Are you in high school and thinking about your future or know someone who is? Consider nearby Geneva College. Geneva is a Christian college that prepares students for meaningful service and for their life's work. Geneva College believes that God's Word in its entirety is the starting point of all wisdom and knowledge, and their faculty are Christian scholars who are masters in their fields. Geneva has over 80 majors and programs in fields like accounting, nursing, cybersecurity, criminal justice, aviation, engineering, Christian ministry, and more, offering 18 varsity sports, one hundred study abroad programs and lots of club activities. U.S. News and World Report consistently ranks Geneva a top three best value university in the Northeast. But don't take anyone's word about the quality of a Geneva education. Find out for yourself at a visit day where you can take a tour, sit in on a class, and meet faculty. You can register now for any of Geneva's visit days, including their open house November 17th, or even schedule a personal visit. Register at geneva.edu slash visit. That's geneva.edu slash visit. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. A trip to Fun for All Family Fun Park always has our family like. Now that they've decked their 36 holes of award-winning miniature golf and holiday lights, they got us all thinking. Everything is cool at Christmas time. Fun for All's Holiday Lights Mini Golf runs from November 16th to January 2nd with a portion of the proceeds benefiting Highmark's Caring Place. For more information, visit funforall.com backslash. Holiday lights and experience the holiday tradition that'll have you singing. I remember uh, as a I don't know what that is. (laughs) Oh, yes, there you go. Mm-hmm. No. That's the call for nacho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember the first time you had nachos? Because there was a time, believe it or not, 
the Americans did not eat nachos. Well, that's true. I mean, listen, nachos didn't exist until 1943, first off. So it's not like they've been around forever. Yeah. But it also wasn't a th- I feel, wasn't a thing. I feel like – I mean, did Chi-Chi's – Chi-Chi's was the first Mexican – quote, unquote. Yeah. Mexican restaurant. I mean, let's be honest. I think I know where this is. Please. I think I know where this stands in like the pantheon of actual Mexican food. But I'm pretty sure that's the first Mexican food that was in Pittsburgh. Well, I remember that one time my mother came to the dinner table with a plate of nachos with ground beef and cheese. And she set it down for dinner. And there was like, there was, we were just shocked. Also, a little outraged. We're going to eat this? This is going to be dinner? We scarfed that baby down. We lived good on nachos. It's National Nacho Day, so happy National Nacho Very Day, Mike. Nice. John. Nacho. <laughs> this is so annoying. Yeah, it's true. It's really, really annoying. Mike specializing in that lately. Just annoying the heck out of it. How about, how about the movie Nacho Libre? That's it. That's what that's from. That's yeah, what yeah. that's from. Yeah. Yeah. But you think Mike just made that up? You think no, he no, no. I know himself? That. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so nachos originated. See. Oh, for crying out loud! In a Mexican border town in 1943. This is what this is how it started. Okay. The story goes that some Americans—it's always the Americans who come oh, in—and yeah. they arrived at a hotel restaurant after it closed for the day. The maitre d, whose name was Nacho, <laughs> came up with a snack using what little he had in the kitchen. Oh, that's good. He cut the tortillas into triangles, fried them, added cheddar cheese, pickled jalapenos, and served them to the hungry Americans. And when the Americans asked. What this dish is, he says, notch. He said, nacho special. Oh, that's like good. as it like it belonged to like it's yeah. a it's a possessive like nacho. This is my special. I made this sure. Right. So nacho somehow went from being a possessive to being a plural, and now that we're celebrating so it on National Nacho Day. Nacho! I I decided I'm having it for dinner. Nachos. I'm having nachos for dinner. I already texted my husband and daughter, and I said, "This is what we're doing." What do you put on them? Well, I'm, I have cheddar cheese at home, mm-hmm. which is delicious. I also have pepper jack. I think it's a nice combination. I plan to use both. Yep. Um, I have jalapenos. I will use just a few because I'm a super baby. Oh, you, you I'm, don't a, like that. I'm lame when it comes to that. I'm super lame. Um, I have Rotel diced tomatoes and green chilies. Nice. I thought I would put those on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any protein elements. I don't have any ground chicken, meat. I don't have any beef. chicken. I don't have any of that. So I'm going to have to go without. But the king of it. I will have sour cream on the side. Of course oh, you will. Yes, definitely. That is mm-hmm. my favorite. Heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't eaten today. I've been so busy today, I had an apple and a bag of chips. Oh, that's sad. I'm Does, starving Doesn't right that now. sound good? Aren't you glad we're talking oh, about nachos right no, now? No, I'm all like all, all hungry now. You know what I don't like? See, they're just... I don't like nachos at PNC Park. Oh, I don't mind nachos I don't at like PNC a, Park. I, I'm, not, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of the chips. And I feel like this. I don't like any cheese the sauce Velveeta. that's going to be liquid at room mm, temperature. Yeah, oh, yeah, cheese yeah. sauce. Oh. I don't mind that. Listen, if you ever go to Newcastle, you have to stop at this place called El Canielo. And mm-hmm. when you when you go there, it's on it's on uh, New Wilmington Road in, in Oceanic Township. It's called El Canielo. If you ever go there, get Nachos Supremos. Really? It had. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's it's uh it's a. I mean, it's a plate full of nachos, yeah. like stacked like at least a foot and a half. It's oh my gosh, it's so good. It has uh it has the uh, the white nacho cheese sauce. It yep. has uh, uh bean dip, oh. ground beef, shredded chicken. It's kind of spicy. The shredded chicken chicken is kind of spicy, mm. and also has like a pound of guacamole and 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. Why and, didn't and I think about putting guacamole on there? How about that? It Why didn't I think about guacamole? Guac. Don't you have any I do. avocados I do. Home? And you know what I just thought of? Huh. You need green onion. And I have Oh, it. yeah. I oh, have yeah. the green onion. That's nice. Oh, I'm excited well, about it. Is that enough for a meal? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. For sure. All right. But you don't think it is? You're still going back to the first day your mom brought it out. Yeah, I know. You're a little snooty. I'm not being snooty. I just kind of want something more besides just the nachos. That's well, all. what kind of thing do you want? I don't know. You want a side of beef? You want? How about a salad? Oh, you can do a salad with it. I think okay. a salad would be fine with nachos. Oh yeah, I think it's a good combination. But I don't okay. think you. I don't think you need to add a protein. I don't know. Look at you! Tell me I'm all snooty. Well, I, I'm just I looking think you were something. a little snooty. Your mom brought out a nice meal, Grace Hall, trying to you know feed her seven kids, and all of a sudden you were looking at it like hmm. we were just culturally shocked. What the heck is this? Because she's Irish. Yeah. Well, of course, because because Chi-Chi's come to Pittsburgh yet. <laughs> None of us knew what real Mexican food. There was used like. to be a Chi-Chi's over here at uh, Parkway Center. Believe me, I used to think that that was like fine dining. Really? Did they ever sing to you during your birthday? Sure, when I was getting the fried ice cream at the end. <laughs> Long live Chi-Chi's. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Voters are turning out in large numbers for an off-year election on what many see as a referendum on President Trump's policies. Ohio voter Gary Smith says he voted a straight Republican ticket. The reason why I'm out here voting today is because uh, I'm doing like what Trump says. We're trying to make America great again. So I'm out here voting for the Republicans. George Washington University political analyst Danny Hayes acknowledges the conventional wisdom which favors a new House majority for the Democrats, but... I don't think it's a guarantee. It's certainly a chance that the Republicans could hold off. And I think all of that has to do with whether or not there is some newfound enthusiasm among Republican voters that didn't appear to be there in the summer. Some analysts have said the sudden Republican strength has come from reaction to the Brett Kavanaugh hearing. So on Wall Street, that up by 173 points. The Nasdaq rose 47. The S&P advanced 17. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. You don't know when your furnace will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini-duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees, clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. 
800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 23rd at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. and all faiths and ages are welcome. Come fill your heart with joy and one million plates of food right here in Pittsburgh. To register, go to amentoaction.org. It's long, over a thousand chapters, over 30,000 verses. No wonder so many of us have never read it cover to cover. Want to do it? Want to read the entire Bible? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. BibleStudyTools.com includes Bible in a Year, an interactive plan for reading, learning, and understanding the Bible. Deepen your faith and impact your walk with God, one day at a time. Bible in a Year, just one of the new interactive Bible study tools at BibleStudyTools.com. Hello, this is Terry Hanna, host of Christians with Secret Addictions. Thanksgiving will be upon us soon, and it's this time of year the 12-step recovery community has what we call gratitude meetings. Don't miss our first gratitude meeting with two very special guests sharing their gratefulness of recovery and healing from this insidious disease of addiction. And we'll be here on Sunday, November 25th at 6.45 p.m. on WORD. Chillier air will settle in tonight. It'll be partly cloudy and breezy. Low 39. Breezy cool day for tomorrow. Partly sunny with a high 52. Tomorrow night will be mainly clear and cold with a low near 30. Chillier Thursday, partly sunny with a high 46. Likely we'll see some rain on Friday, followed by a colder weekend. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today for the uh, 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. Today um, at the Dover's Air Force Base in Delaware, Brett Taylor's remains arrived from Afghanistan. This is such a heartbreaking story, such a horrible, horrible story. Brett Taylor had served four tours of duty for the United States Army in, in Afghanistan. And he was shot by a guy, an Afghani, whom he was training. And a father of seven, a really terrific wife who spoke movingly today as the body arrived at Dover Air Force Base. Also, the mayor of North Ogden, Utah. I think that's probably you know the big thing that sort of made the news. The, the mayor of North Ogden, Utah, had been killed in Afghanistan. He had temporarily stepped down from his position as mayor to deploy to Afghanistan with the uh, Utah Army National Guard. He had already served 12 years as an officer in the U.S. Army National Guard, and as you mentioned, his tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan. Celebrated his 15th wedding anniversary last month. Um, leaves behind his wife, you said, who spoke so well today, mm-hmm. and seven awesome kids. Uh, on October 28th, Brett Taylor posted photos of Afghani citizens lining up to vote in the nation's first parliamentary election in eight years. And he wrote this on his Facebook page, quote, the strong turnout, despite the attacks and challenges, was a success for the long suffering people of Afghanistan mm. and for the cause of human freedom. I am proud of the brave Afghan and U.S. soldiers I serve with. Many Americans, NATO allies and Afghan troops have died to make moments like this possible. Mm. 
And so then today you can add Brett Taylor's name to this as he made his way back. Now, uh, you know, grief is so, uh, what? It's such a complex emotion, I would say. And when people are able to speak beautifully as their loved ones are lying next to them, I'm always amazed by me that. Me too. That, that requires to me almost superhuman strength mm-hmm. and thought of mind mm-hmm. to make that work. Here is Jeannie Taylor today standing next to her husband's casket as was unloaded off an airplane. Jeannie Taylor. This morning, my two oldest sons have joined me and their proud but devastated grandparents in welcoming their father, Major Brent Russell Taylor, back onto U.S. soil and back home to the land he has always loved so dearly. To call it a sobering event would be an unspeakable understatement. To say that our hearts are anything less than shattered would be nothing short of true deceit. And yet, to deny the sacred honor that it is to stand that close to some of the freshest blood that has been spilt for our country would be absolute blasphemy. Brent may have died on Afghan soil, but he died for the success of freedom and democracy in both of our countries. Just two weeks before Brent was killed in action, on the day before Afghanistan hosted its first parliamentary election in eight years, there was an incident that took the life of one of my husband's dearest Afghan military colleagues and friends, a young lieutenant who at the age of 22 had only recently finished his officer training. Brent wrote, The strong turnout at that election, despite the attacks and challenges, was a success for the long-suffering people of Afghanistan and for the cause of human freedom. It seems only fitting that Brent, who in death now represents so much more than anything, something so much greater than any of our own individual lives, has come home to U.S. soil in a flag-draped casket on our election day. Jeannie Taylor, the widow of the slain American serviceman Brett Taylor speaking so beautifully today about her husband and the country that he was trying to rescue from chaos. On Monday, Mrs. Taylor received a letter which CNN has published in full. And I want to read it to you uh, because it speaks so beautifully of uh, not just what he was doing when he was over in Afghanistan, but who he was when he was there. It says, Dear Mrs. Taylor, I am Major Abdul Rahman Rahmani, an Afghan Army aviation pilot in the special mission wing stationed in Kabul, Afghanistan, a few miles away from where your honorable husband was shot yesterday by an evil man. I served alongside your husband, Major Brent Taylor. I flew missions with him. He was an inspiring man who loved you all. I remember him saying, family is not something. It is everything. You may or may not be aware of some of our cultural differences, but in Afghanistan, family is not everything. For many of us, families are treated as property. Here, a woman cannot express herself fully, either inside or outside the house. Here, most families treat children unfairly. Let me admit that, before I met Brent, even I did not think that women and men should be treated equally. Your husband taught me to love my wife, Hamida, as an equal and treat my children as treasured gifts to be a better father, a better husband, and to be a better man. Mrs. Taylor, Jenny, if I may call you that, I have lost eight members of my own family, including my father, three uncles, and two cousins in this devastating war brought on, brought on to our nation during the last 30 years. I have lost too many friends to mention, personally been wounded two times. I still have scars of this brutal war on my right leg. 
However, I will continue to fight this good fight in the words of your respectful husband. I'm fighting for a great cause, as Brent said, quote, you fight for not only the safety of Afghans, but for the safety of my family back in Utah. It is your fight that keeps us out of fear and out of reach of global terrorism. We Americans don't want another 9-11 to happen in the U.S. Jenny, please pass my words to your seven children, whom I consider as brothers and sisters to my own five children, Taha, Taiba, Taiwab, Akswa, and Wahab. Please tell them that their father was a loving, caring, and compassionate man whose life was not just meaningful, it was inspirational. I gained a great deal of knowledge from him, and I am a better person for having met him. Were he here, I know he would not take any credit for that, but I want you to know it and hear it from me. I'm writing this letter to you about a man whom I considered a close friend and whom I dearly loved, a leader who was the first to volunteer for any tough assignment. Never stop telling them what a great man their father was. He was a true patriot. He died on our soil, but he died for the success of freedom and democracy in both of our countries. In his last message I shared on my Twitter, he awakened not only Americans, but the world to the values of democracy and freedom. I want you all to know that most Afghans feel extreme sorrow and pain over the loss of your husband and father. When you think of our country and his sacrifice, I can't imagine your sorrow or sense of loss, but please don't think that the violent act that took his life is representative of our sentiments toward Americans. On behalf of my family and Brent's friends here in the Special Mission Wing, we pledge to continue to work hard until the end, the day when our peace will return to our country and violence and hatred no longer claim the lives of both of our countrymen. I assure you that the one who shot him only represents evil and violence. I pray that God will give you strength, peace, and show you that his blessings are in this time of great sorrow. Please accept my condolence and sympathy. God bless you. In deep sorrow, Major Abdul Rahman Rahmani, Special Mission Wing Pilot from Afghanistan. So thank you, Brett Taylor, Major Brett Taylor, for your four tours of duty and serving this country, leaving behind a widow and seven children between the ages of 11 months and 13 years. WORD with James McDonald and Walk in the Word. As you look to gather with family and friends this month, you may be feeling the bitterness, anger, or resentment from your broken relationships creep forward. Drop the rock you've been carrying and join us as Pastor James McDonald provides lessons from God's Word that you can use to repair your relationships and move forward in love. This week, on Walk in the Word. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. Your donut hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today because Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and his experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. So before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and by how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it altogether? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality, with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. So why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. 
Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation. Giving from the heart. Train up children in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Visit pittsburghchristianschools.net to discover godly teachers and great classmates near you. That's pittsburghchristianschools.net. pittsburghchristianschools.net. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers. Your jewelers for life. Whether it's your business or your personal life, the goal of cybersecurity is to keep you safe, not slow you down. Cybersecurity for Everyone offers affordable, tailor made protection that operates at the speed of life. Find cybersecurity for you at cybersecurityforeveryone.com. For a lot of people today, this is Christmas Day. People look at this day as like, the most fantastic day it's finally arrived right there i mean there are that's the mm-hmm. truth there are many yeah. people who are like political wongs to the extreme but i i wonder what the wisdom is of all that because how many people do you know in your own life family members or friends who have essentially fallen off the cliff of republican versus democrat or democrat versus republican or libertarian or socialist or whatever we seem to have lost our way here in america what is falling off the cliff look like to you uh, well, I, I have friends who uh, I've known for decades who post on Facebook, no exaggeration, 30 to 35 times a day oh my about their political agenda. Oh my to me, that's falling off the yeah, cliff. Yeah, that is falling off the right? cliff. That's almost insanity. Dave, Daniel Darling is with us. Daniel is the uh, Vice President for Communications of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, he's got a, a brand new book out, which we love. It's called The Dignity Revolution, Reclaiming God's Rich Vision for Humanity, and wrote a piece from that called An Invitation to Land Beyond Left and Right Politics. Daniel, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Hey, I'm great to be back on the show, and I just want to let all of you know in, in Pittsburgh that we're praying for your Thank community you. in the wake of the, the tragedy. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, and it's just praying for the, the Jewish community as well. Thank you. A, Thank you for saying that. For a brutal couple of weeks, I'll tell you. Yeah, it has been. Now, Daniel, you heard John talking about his friend who's posting on Facebook you know, 30 plus times a day. You probably don't need to be a clinical psychologist to determine that there's something unhealthy about that. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, on the one hand, you know, I'm, listen, I'm, I love politics. I love American history. I love this country. I like Election Day. I love watching the returns. Um, but there is, there, there's something unhealthy about uh, being so obsessed with politics that it, 
you know, it, it becomes a everything. You know, I, I think it's important to engage. You know, if we love our neighbors ourselves, um, we should care about the social structures that affect our neighbors flourishing. I think to vote is a stewardship uh, that we we have. But I, but I think there's a there's a, we kind of invest almost too much in. Uh, a party or a movement or the next election in, in a way that uh, really as, as followers of Christ, we should be um, putting our hope and our faith in, in the kingdom of God. So what does that look like, Daniel? I mean, you, you know, it. I'm sure you've got friends who are, you know, just out of their minds with politics who are believers as well. And, and they know, first and foremost, that they should put their faith and their trust in the kingdom of God. But somehow politics has sort of usurped that, especially in the last few years. And I don't know why that is. I don't know, you know, what's made this era so much more compelling or uh, different than other eras? You, you know, I think, you know, politics has always been messy. Politics has always been been tough in, in American history. But I do think, um, and I've heard all, some social scientists say this, and I think they're onto something, that as some of our insti- our local institutions have, have, have failed us, uh, people stopped joining churches and, and civic institutions that kind of formed people in, in a sort of tribe and community, that what has replaced that in many ways is, is politics. Uh, I, w- I would say even as, um, you know, religious um, um, adherence in America declines, people replace that fervor with something else. Uh, but I would say as Christians, you know, we should be involved in the political process. Surely, yeah. Uh, we should join institutions. We should make voting decisions. But as strangers and foreigners uh, in this earthly system, uh, we should always feel a little bit of uh, discomfort. We should always feel a little bit like uh distance between our faith and our political party or our movement, um, you know, as strangers and foreigners, we should never feel at home in any earthly movement. I think if we do, uh, if we feel completely at home, whether Republican or Democrat or Libertarian or Conservative or Liberal or whatever, then perhaps we're being formed by our party and our movement and not by mm-hmm. our faith. And so I think we need to return to a position where our faith is influencing our politics rather than our fault politics influencing our faith. Yeah, I think that that's really important. I think it's a matter of priority. Um, And so my husband always calls it pick your hill to die on, right? So if he's going, you know, if if he's, you know, talking to somebody, you know, at the gas station, you know, maybe a neighbor of ours, and uh, he says, you know, am I going to get into an argument about politics with one of our neighbors? He said, no, I'd rather keep my chips and cash them in for the gospel than I would for a political fight that's not going to mean anything. Um, it doesn't mean that we don't care about politics. I think that's the trick. John and I have been talking about it in this way. We've been saying, how do you talk about something that's important without making it all important? And I think we're having a hard time, we in America, I think we're having a hard time with that because I think we can look at politics as important. It's something that, is, that we can invest our time and energy in without becoming crazy. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think, you know, one of the things that we do sometimes is we think we're actually making a difference when we're not. Um, You know, I I, I do think God's people should be the people who are uh, standing up for the vulnerable and say, you know, pointing to the the people that society wants to discard, whether it's the unborn or it's the undocumented or or anyone in between and saying, hey, there's a person here uh, and and, and their dignity matters. Uh, But I think we, we, we think sometimes we're making a difference. Uh, when we're just making a point, you know, that we think that activism uh, and good work is just going online and just posting a million times as if that's doing something. And really, the best work is happening 
you know, in communities around the country with real people getting involved in real people's lives and making a difference. Yeah. Uh, not to say we should never post and never have opinions and thoughts, but uh, the idea that um, me sitting on Facebook 35 times slamming the other party is actually doing any good in the world yeah. is, is really ridiculous. So then what you're saying, then, Daniel, that politics is not necessarily, at least from our perspective as believers, not necessarily about policy, but more so about people, right? I mean, I, mean, I, I can think and, you know, oh, about it. here comes the, the herd of immigrants in the caravan, and that scares the heck out of a lot of people. Oh, no, what's going to happen? But at the same time, okay, well, then what do you put, how do you put some muscle to that? And how do you go and feed the elderly within you know your community or something you show some muscle or some compassion or some concern to to help people in need and not not you know point the finger and you know write a post like you're talking about yeah i i think we just have to make sure that what really animates us is the gospel and you know even as we I just preached through Genesis 47. Jacob talks about being a sojourner, and, you know, he's in Egypt and he's flourishing, but he realizes he's not yet home. And I think, as Christians, we have to realize that this yearning for a better world, uh, this this desire for, for something better than what we have, this is what motivates us, right, to change the world. But we have to understand that even as we do that, uh, the the better the perfect world will not be here until Christ returns to establish his kingdom. So even as we work as members of his kingdom to try to help those around us and try to change the world. We understand that we're not home yet, right? And so that'll help keep us from investing so much hope and so much energy and projecting so much uh, on a politician or a party that was never really designed to even withstand that kind of weight. Right. And what about, Daniel, the idea of being good losers? Now, I'm not saying that my quote-unquote side is going to lose today. I have no idea if it's going to lose or not. I just noticed that over the last few elections, boy, when our team or our party loses, people are obnoxious. Not only are they obnoxious and rude, but they just they, they seem to lose track of common sense or just, you know, kind of a sober you know, accounting of things. And it turns into this vitriol. I think it's crazy. I think we've all become bad losers. That's a great point. And I, one of my adv- pieces of advice to, to, to Christians voting is, is, okay, if your side wins, you know, the race that you wanted to see, be excited, celebrate, because you feel like the issues that you care about are going to be uh, advanced. But also uh, be humble and know, you know, the, the guy next to you may really be mourning because he wanted his guy to win, and it may not be a great night for him or her. And also know that these things go in circles and waves. You know, I remember, you know, in 2004, people saying we're going to have a permanent Republican majority, and then two years later, the Democrats won. And then in <laughs> That's not permanent. You know, That's definitely not permanent. Yes, in 2008, the Democrats, you know, Republicans won, and, you know, Republicans will never win again, and then they won two years later. So be humble when you win. Hold it loosely. Know that these things go in cycles. And if you lose, um, know that it's not the end of the world. I, I remember when I was younger, and there'd be a presidential race that didn't go my way. You know, I'd be like, you know, that's it. We're done. America's over with. And my dad saying, uh, we're going to be fine. I've mm-hmm. lived through these. We're going we're gonna to be okay. And, yeah. you know, understanding it's, it's we're, we're going to be fine. And, and also rejoicing in the idea that we get to have free elections. We get to choose our leaders, something that most of the rest of the world – doesn't get to do so even as we complain about the process realize like nobody in north korea right now is complaining about robocalls or political signs uh and maybe maybe the things we complain about are things we should rejoice over i'm into that 
So in the piece that you wrote, Daniel, the final thing you say, I'll just read this because it's so beautiful. You say, before we are activists, we are worshipers. But equally, if we are truly worshipers, we will be activists because we worship a great God and it is his image that we see in every person. For every person has God-given dignity, no matter their unity. That's exactly right. And the, the thing we need to understand is these things matter. Politics matters. The polls, who leads us. But the most important thing that, that that's going to happen this week is going to happen when we gather as God's people at church. <laughs> the most political thing I'm going to do this week is when I'm going to stand in church and sing and declare that there's another king in another kingdom mm-hmm. and that the rulers of this world are one day going to fade yeah, into history. Amen. Um, you know, the most important election is not the election that I just voted in today. It's the election for who joins our church and, and what we think about the gospel. The, those things are vastly more important than the things we spend 35 posts on Facebook talking about. Yeah. All right, so John, stop posting 35 times on Facebook. (laughs) I've been outed. (laughs) Daniel Darling, Vice President for Communications of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah, his latest work, is, which is wonderful, The Dignity Revolution, Reclaiming God's Rich Vision for Humanity. Daniel Darling. Now that the pumpkins are almost gone, do you know what time it is? It's time to talk turkey. At the Springhouse in 84, we really do like to enjoy one holiday at a time. But our customers are calling now to talk about Thanksgiving turkeys. For 20 years, we've been selling fresh turkeys raised by a friend who is a big turkey farmer who really knows how to raise turkeys. I grew up on a farm where we raised, dressed, and sold turkeys, and I do feel we know what a good turkey should look like. First of all, it should be fresh. That's when it's at its very best quality, not frozen. It should be meaty and broad-breasted, and it should be cleaned to perfection. We're really fussy about selling only the best at the Springhouse, and we do believe our turkeys are the best. Call 228-3339 now to order yours, and don't forget to order buns, casseroles, and most of all, pumpkin pies. Let us help you make your Thanksgiving really delicious. Change furnace filters. Check. Change smoke detector batteries. Check. Install CO2 detector. Check. Make sure the furnace is ready in good working condition. When you have Pellis Heating and Cooling Service your system, check. You're ready for anything. And be confident knowing a Pellis Tech is available 24 hours a day in case of emergencies. With after-hour calls, return within 30 minutes. Keep your family comfortable with a comfortable family company. Pellis, P-E-L-L-E-S, at PellisHVAC.com. Great experiences are meant to be shared. How about the experience of a great night's sleep? This is John Hall, and I've been sharing with you about my pillow for a long time. It's truly the most comfortable pillow I've ever owned. It's machine washable, dryable, never loses its shape, and it gives me the support I need no matter what position I'm in. And it comes with Mike Lindell's famous 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Once you experience my pillow, I'm sure that you'll love it too. And you're going to want to share that great experience with somebody else, which is great because right now you can get two my pillows for the price of one with Mike's buy one, get one free deal. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention the promo code word to start enjoying the best sleep of your life or type it in when you visit MyPillow.com. So don't delay. 
That's 1-800-961-9207. Or visit MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WORD. The economy is growing, businesses are hiring, and Americans are feeling good about their future opportunities. Looking to upgrade your career? Word FM hosts an online virtual job fair 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, every day of the year. Keyword virtual at WordFM.com now to find our newest employment opportunities from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Sponsor by Express Employment Professionals of Robinson Township. The virtual job fair at wordfm.com. Chillier air will settle in tonight. It'll be partly cloudy and breezy, low 39. Breezy, cool day for tomorrow, partly sunny with a high 52. Tomorrow night will be mainly clear and cold with a low near 30. Chillier Thursday, partly sunny with a high 46. Likely we'll see some rain on Friday, followed by a colder weekend. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Frank Strait on 101.5 Word FM. Oh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's National Nacho Day, friends. Oh, nothing says nacho like this music, I'll tell you I'll that. Tell you what, I'm excited. This makes me want to put cheese on top of chips and just pile that in the oven please so why is today national nacho day i don't know but it's a great story because i didn't know that nacho was the guy well i didn't either so uh, if you if you missed it earlier in the program we and talked we're about sorry and, that you did. and we are sorry and you should find us on uh, on our website johnnycathyshow.com and you should find us on itunes because oh, the podcast hey, hey, is hey, now hey, available hey. on itunes so how's this work the ride home Break this down, okay? So if okay, so you take tortilla chips. No, no, no. I want to go to the iTunes thing oh, for a second, okay? okay? I'm glad you brought this up. All right, just let's can we do a little sidebar here because Mike just made this thing work. So how do you find us on iTunes now? Well, you go to the iTunes to, to your iTunes store, and then under podcasts, you put in the ride home with Johnny Kathy. No, wait, I've got it's really two, complicated. I've got wait, wait, super complicated. Do I have an iTunes app on my phone? <laughs> I'm not even okay, sure. Okay, you have an iPhone. Of course you have. Oh, I have the iTunes iTunes store. Right. There you go. Okay. okay. Now, do we go to John and Kathy show? No, you go to the I- ride home. Do we go to the ride home? Yeah, you can type in the ride home with John and Kathy. Okay. Let me try If it. you can't do the ride home, because there's a ton of them. There's a ton of Oh, I mean, all, you know, but, several steps below what we currently do here. But of course, talking about nachos, the real that. ride home yeah. show, the yeah. ride home with John and Kathy. Mm-hmm. So you have to look for that. The ride home with John. Oh, I mm-hmm. just spelled it ride home. The ride home. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's paint voices. This is gripping radio. Hold you, on, this everybody. is the kind of thing you want to podcast. Do you want the millennial John... to come in and show you how to type it in? No, it's <laughs> And he is using one finger to type. Oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> my fingers are greasy from the nachos. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, we can go back to the nachos now. The right home with John and Kathy on iTunes. Anyway, find us. You can subscribe to the podcast there, or you can search, search John and Kathy. Okay. Yes, right. You could do that, or you could find our website, John oh, and Kathy Show. No, no, so no, many options. Okay, listen, yeah. it's National Nacho Day. Okay, and so uh, I. I emailed my family no i texted my family and i said listen this is what we're having for dinner because i'm so pumped about it Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm gonna do the only thing i do wish i had some chicken i would like to put a little chicken on there chicken nachos is a favorite why can't you do that 
Well, because I don't have any, and I don't want to go to the store. A stoppage journey? I don't want to do home. that. Why not? I don't want to. Okay. Just another layer of complexity. I just don't want to do that. Then you got to go and make the chicken. Yeah, I don't right? want to do that. What about okay. bean dip? You throw a little bit of bean dip on there? Well, that would be nice, except I don't have any bean dip, though I do have some black beans. Mm. Oh, well, then you can't. That, that's, how about if you just went to like 7 Eleven and got like that Frito black bean dip? Oh, that is sick. That's good it's stuff. Good. No, I don't awesome. think. I like You know that. what? Listen, I don't think there are actual beans in there. Who cares? That's good stuff. <laughs> That's very good stuff. I think it's like corn paste or well, something. You could probably fix your roof with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to have nachos tonight, Mike? Oh, of course. Okay, good. Wait, John? Not like, well, I had to go to the store, and you're not going to the store. Well, but, but I'd well, like to go well, to the store. I wasn't going to go to the store for you anyway, but well, just because I'm not going doesn't mean you don't well, have to go. Well, not just because you guys are having nachos. I've got to go to the store and buy nacho stuff. Well, if you want to celebrate National Nacho Day and enjoy this music. All right. Mike's dancing in the uh, other studio. I wish this was television. Yeah, he needs a sombrero. He does. Nice job, Mike. Yes. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, What are we talking about? Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Alliance defending freedom. We're going to talk about an interesting case coming up that they're going to be adjudicating in court. That's next on today's ride home. One hundred one point five W O R D. How do we praise God even when we're facing adversity? Mary Moeller says it's what we're called to do. The commands are still there for you to be grateful. The commands are still there for you to praise the Lord with your whole heart, and that's going to be more difficult to do under adversity, but it is both possible and very doable to God's glory. Cultivating an attitude of gratitude next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. This is Michael Medved, here with Mike Stahl from Health Markets, helping folks find the right medication. Medicare coverage. The news reports say that the rates might be going down. The government projects the cost of Medicare plans will decrease this year. So you have to ask yourself, are you getting the best rate? Health Markets offers a free service with access to thousands of Medicare plans nationwide to help folks maximize their benefits and save money. What is it people need to keep in mind? Enrollment in the right plan is not automatic. With so many Medicare options, it can be confusing. My advice, don't go it alone. Get unbiased help to find a plan that may cost less and cover more with lower co-payments, more choices like dental and vision, and the freedom to choose your doctors. With the enrollment deadline only weeks away, it's important to act now. Our Health Markets Medicare assistance is free. Thanks, Mike. This is Michael Medved for Health Markets. For your free Medicare assistance, call 800-741-5592. That's 800-741-5592. 800-741-5592. Most executors don't want the job, quite frankly. Attorney Michelle Conti, host of of Conti's Law on the importance of proper estate administration. There's a lot of steps that go into settling an estate, and if they don't get it right, not knowing the law isn't a defense to why you didn't do it correctly in the first place. When you pass without appropriate planning, it can be very costly. We see more fractions within families when death and money are involved. If you don't plan appropriately, it's very common. Siblings don't speak anymore. We act as the mediator for that executor to understand the law. We sit down and go through what probate looks like. Once we go through
through those steps will assist with getting all of the legal documents, getting you sworn in with the local court and starting that probate process. And then we will act as the mediator with the beneficiaries and the executor. Hear more on Conti's Law, Saturday morning at 9 on WORD. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. Why don't you come? Because my mom is a really good dentist. Good dental habits begin early with Dr. Megan Stock. I love the joy that children bring to the office. I like creating those good, positive first experiences, and I try to really reinforce that we're there to help and to have a good time at the dental office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. You have my word on it. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive Rate Shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Oh, the things you learn. Sometimes you wish you didn't have to learn them. But in today's weirdly changing social fabric, what was once considered... uh, good and true and normal, is now being turned into something aberrant. And, and I, you don't want to mince words there, but that's the truth. Thank goodness for Alliance Defending Freedom. They have been an advocate for people of Christian faith for many a year, and it seems more and more so. just for people of common sense. Yeah, well, they're finding their way through the court system because we've lost our, we've lost our minds. Kate uh, Anderson is with us. Kate joins us from Alliance Defending Freedom to talk about a very odd case in Anchorage, Alaska. Kate, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks for having me. Now, Kate, it's interesting. When I first read about this um, this suit, the women's shelter uh, challenging uh, Anchorage's non-discrimination lawsuit, I read about the Hope Center, which is a faith-based nonprofit that operates as the downtown soup kitchen in Anchorage, Alaska. Now, all I read about it in the first three articles, probably, was that the Hope Center has t- had twice denied shelter services to a transgender woman who filed a discrimination lawsuit. Okay, so I thought, well, you know, that's kind of weird. I'm not sure why ADF you know, took on this case. Anyway, it took me until I got to the third article for anyone to even tell me that the Hope Center is supposed to be a center for all women, especially uh, catered to women who have been the victims of abuse by men. So that puts a whole di- puts a whole different slant on the issue than the first two places I read about it. Absolutely. The Hope Center started their women's shelter because there was a great need in their community for there to be a safe shelter where only women would be sleeping overnight to serve women in their community that have been abused. So most of the women that come to the Hope Center uh, have suffered sex trafficking, domestic violence, rape, some of the most horrific abuses that women can experience. And these are women that just cannot be around any biological man and safely sleep. Uh, And so that's why the Hope Center created their shelter the way that they did. I see. But then something happened because a biological man came into the Hope Center, yes? Yes, a biological man who identifies as a woman came to the Hope Center asking to stay overnight. Uh, But he was clearly intoxicated and he was clearly injured. Uh, The Hope Center saw his injuries and they concluded that he really needed medical help. 
So they helped him get to the hospital by paying for his taxi and get the care that he needed. Uh, he did come back another time, but he came at a time when the Hope Center was not open and not admitting new people into the shelter. Uh, so in neither instance was he denied service the way that the articles are talking about. We're also talking about an individual who the Hope Center has served um, with their other daytime services. They provide food. They provide shower services. They provide uh, job skills training and laundry services to any man or woman who comes in needing those services. And they have served this individual in those services and would again. So let me reiterate, Kate, that the first time I read about this case, all the only information I could find is that the Hope Center had denied services to a homeless woman who was transgendered. That was it. That The fact that those that was the news story totally misrepresents exactly what's going on in the real story. I mean, how discouraging is that for you guys? It's very discouraging. And it's exactly, as you said, a complete misrepresentation of what happens here. And it ignores the good and important work that the Hope Center does. I have talked to some of these women and they explained to me how they experience severe emotional and physical consequences. They can't breathe if they find themselves in a room where they're going to sleep and there's any biological man present. And that's why they've been coming to the Hope Center, and that's why the Hope Center needs to continue providing that safe space that it has. Nice. So then what's happened with the transgendered man and his now legal proceedings against the Hope Center? Well, he filed a complaint with the Equal Rights Commission in Anchorage, and so Anchorage is actually the one uh, driving this train. Um, they're the ones that are pursuing the Hope Center uh, and want to force the Hope Center to allow biological men to come into the shelter. But again, that ignores the importance of having a shelter in the community that serves women and only biological women. It's the only shelter that does so. And the Hope Center works with the other shelters and the other services in the area to make sure that there are places for everybody to stay that needs a place to stay. But their unique piece of this has been to provide a women's only shelter to women that have experienced severe abuse. Kate Anderson, Alliance Defending Freedom. Kate, thanks for being with us. Can you tell our listeners where they could find information about this case and in particular about ADF? Absolutely. They can find information on our website, adflegal.org. There should be information about this case, and I ask uh, that your listeners follow it because it's a really important issue uh, in Anchorage and across the country. Very nice. ADF.org, on the front lines of helping you and I navigate our way through a very odd time in America. We've been in business since 2001. Greg Hybert, independent local owner of Sears Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. We care about our customer satisfaction. We're actually a local company. It's a franchise owned, which is my family, the Hybert family. And just recently, we were rewarded third in the nation in customer service. If you have an issue, we want to hear about it. We want to know if something happened because we want to take care of it. We're going to get your home as clean as we can. Call 412-821-5200. Satisfaction guaranteed. 412-821-5200. Why a classical Christian education? Because kids learn differently at different ages. Through grammar, we grasp the building blocks of knowledge. Logic teaches how those building blocks relate. Then rhetoric helps us communicate what we know. For over 50 years, Trinity Christian School has intentionally applied this classical approach to education with great success. It's just one reason why they're consistently ranked among the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County. Trinity Christian School. 
412-242-8886. The cold is creeping into Pittsburgh. Snuggle up to the Dominican sun for less than $1,000 per person for one week at an all-inclusive resort in Punta Cana with nonstop air. Or take a four-night getaway from $749. Visit vacationexpress.com. Hey, John, do you ever drink or use or ingest energy drinks? Um, one time, one only one time in my life, I was driving from... Uh, it was Ab- at 5.10 during yesterday's show. <laughs> and I was driving from Aberdeen, South Dakota with my brother-in-law in a lead vehicle. And he, I can see where this is going. He was, he's just a wild man. He is. He's a really great guy. But uh, he's from another planet because his energy level is off the charts. And he's my age. So we're driving. And, uh, we were like maybe, I don't know, six or seven hours away from Pittsburgh after driving almost nonstop. And he was like, Dude, let's pull over and uh, let's get an energy drink. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Anyway, we, I had one. And... What I, really, what I should have had is just a cup of coffee. It's nasty. Tastes nasty. Oh, a Red really? Bull. Okay. And I got like super jittery. Like, you know. I bet. Remember, remember Viverin? Oh, yes. I mean, I never took it, but I remember. I Vi- did. Yeah. I remember being a, you know, a high school or a college student and taking Viverin and being all like. I drank a lot of Mountain Dew, which probably achieved the same result. I'm sure it did. Probably much, in, much yep. more tasty. Well, but with a lot more calories. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have had only once in my life. Mike, energy drinks? Oh yeah, um, I actually do like Red Bull. Do you? Yeah, I, I think it's good. I, the nine hour e- or the five hour energy drinks. How's that? They don't they don't work for me, and I think they taste awful. They do taste for some awful. reason. They don't work for me at all. But the Red Bull it kicks me into another gear. All right, no well kidding. listen to this. Gives me wings. Well, I, <laughs> gives you wings. Gives you wings so that he can have more nachos on National right. Nacho Day. Uh, the I found an article today in the Atlanta Journal Constitution that talks about energy drinks from a physiological perspective. It said years of research have identified a variety of serious health risks and associated with downing a couple of energy drinks, such as liver damage, increased blood pressure, tooth erosion doesn't sound good, and more. Uh, Despite the warnings, energy drinks are still among the most commonly used dietary supplements in the U.S. In fact, according to the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, almost one-third of teens between 12 and 17 years drink them regularly. But new research to be presented at the American Heart Association Summit in Chicago next week suggests that consuming just one drink can lead to negative effects on blood vessel function. What? Yes, listen to this. One drink? Listen, for the study, scientists at the McGovern Medical School in Houston examined 44 non-smoking young healthy med students in their 20s. So they tested baseline functions for mm-hmm. blood vessels, right? And then tested them again 90 minutes after the participants consumed one 24-ounce energy drink. Endothelial function is a powerful indicator, they say, of cardiovascular risk. Researchers also recorded artery flow-mediated dilation using an ultrasound that reveals your overall blood vessel health. That's basically what it is. Okay, What they found was an acute impairment in vascular function after just one drink Hmm. at baseline vessel vessel dilation i'm sorry i'm not saying this well i'm not used to saying the words vessel dilation together was on average 5.1 percent in diameter but after 90 minutes and one drink later it fell down to 2.8 percent in diameter which restricts blood flow and oxygen delivery john higgins who's in charge of the study said 
basically the bottom line is it makes more work for your heart and there's less oxygen supply for your heart. Mm. This could explain why there have been cases where kids have had cardiac arrest after having even oh, just one energy drink. Jeez. Wow, wow. Okay. All right, Man, good. how about that? That was yeah. I, I did, I've never had energy drinks, but that was Not really now. sobering to read that. Okay, wait, what does it do to your teeth? What Erosion. Mm-hmm. So you just had your teeth cleaned today. I did. They They're should not have asked you. They, they didn't. Hey, have hey, you had an energy drink? Speaking of having your teeth cleaned. Yeah. By the way, I love Dr. Kohler in Bellevue. I I'm love so. their office. I, everybody there just did a great job. But I was thinking as I was, I was, I was uh, kind of laying there. You're not sitting really when you're having your, <laughs> your, your teeth back, cleaned. Your tip back. I was thinking um, the very nice hygienist that cleaned my teeth today. Oh, yeah. She said as she was getting the tartar off of my teeth, mm-hmm. do you floss daily? And just by the way she said that, I knew she didn't think I did. Oh. I mm. knew she was just a little bit judging me. Well, she's looking at your mouth. So she's seeing, you know, something not not working <laughs> oh, well. Oh, great. So now you're on her side. No, I'm just saying she's looking at the physical evidence <laughs> Listen, in front of her. I said, I do floss. And she was like, hmm. <laughs> that was funny. her response. And really? I thought, <laughs> well. <laughs> like, you're, you're like a big liar in yeah, the chair. I, I was concerned about it. Mm-hmm. I was. I felt like I had to explain myself. I felt yeah. like I had to say, well, no, I do floss, but Hold sometimes on. I do it in a hurry, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm just trying to do it to get it done with, and I'm not really paying attention. I felt like I had oh, to explain oh. all now you're of that. you're backpedaling. You're flossing. Right, right, right. right. And I, That's so, not good. Yeah. Sorry, Kath. I don't no. floss either. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. She does floss, Mike. I do floss. I just don't. I don't. I mean, then she flossed Apparently afterwards. not enough. Well, there, <laughs> oh, great. Now everyone's on her side. Just saying. She <laughs> sees the proof in front of her. How about this? I went to the dentist a while ago, and um, uh, the dentist came in, and he said, hey, I see you got a little uh, uh, gum. Uh, what, what's it uh, Overseeding. Yeah. Gums are rec- uh, receding there. I was like, oh, yeah. He goes, how old are you? I said, I'm 60. He said, oh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, dude, why don't you just hand me a shovel and throw me in the grip? Oh, never mind. Oh, never mind. That's wrong. That was rough. That's man. wrong. That was rough. That's just not good at Thanks. all. For and then my hygienist, who's very, very fine, you know, when you're all done, they give you like, now they give you like these little kits. Oh, hey, yeah. They give you a little bag. Hey, would you like, you know, and I, and I was like, no, I'm good. That was like, it crushed her day. I'm good. Well, well why not? You mean the little like free gift you get in the I white bag? I, I don't want that. I don't need that. <laughs> Who doesn't want the gift at the me, dentist? Me. I don't want the dentist what, gift. What's wrong with the dentist well, gift? I've got a toothbrush, toothpaste, toothbrush that I love. One of those little electric ones. Oh, my, yeah. I know you're super like attached to that. My quip thing. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. So I've got that. And I don't want that little travel thing. Of tooth, because I've got a wife Who and two kids. Who says no to a travel-sized toothpaste? Me. Because I got a wife and two kids. Listen, when you go to your, how about your closet in your in your uh, bathroom? It has a lot of travel size exactly. toothpaste, and I like it that way. Do so when I travel, I just pick another one up. I don't need more of that stuff. I really don't. I can't believe you refused That's, the free was... gift. It's like going to like a bridal shower and not taking the favor. No, I'll take the favor. You won't, but you didn't mince. take the favor at the dentist's office. Because I've had enough. I've got more than enough of the small travel <laughs> you size know what? and the I small travel size gloves. I think. You're just a little crabby. No, no, I think that's what it is. What are you guys shaking your heads in there like I'm a little crabby old man? I'm not. I didn't say you were old. I didn't say you were old at all. I just said I do think you might be a little crabby. How can I by saying I I don't want to travel? I've never met a single person who refuses (laughs) the gift at the dentist. That is ridiculous. Who says? My guess is most people refuse it. Nobody refuses. 
is it? 800-320-8255. Do you refuse? Why would you want that stuff? It's just more clutter. They're handing you a gift which is intended for your dental health. No, it's, you know it's what it to is? help you for It's to, a sales pitch is what it is. It's not a sales pitch. Yes, it is. What are they trying to sell you? You're already Tooth, a patient. Toothpaste, toothbrushes, and, and How floss. are they trying it's to free. sell it? It's free. Because once you get hooked on their brand, you don't want to go anyplace else. Listen, Dr. Kohler, my dear dentist, who I love in Bellevue, let me recommend him, he's not owning the toothpaste. I mean, it's not like he's making some but buck some off. But some salesperson t- comes in and goes, hey, Doc, if you give out Colgate or if you give out whatever, yeah. we, you know, we'll spiff you X. And so, you know, there's a business agreement there. All of a sudden, of, the dentist is getting spiffed. Of which now you and I are participants what, in so the all of spiff. a sudden, you're like anti-capitalist. No, I'm just saying I don't want to be part of someone's spiff. <laughs> That's all. Why would I want to be part of someone's spiff when I don't need it? I don't even want it. Plus, it's, I don't even use that toothpaste. I don't want that. Do you use that toothpaste? I always use that toothpaste. What is it? Pepsodent? No, it's different. What is it? I don't know. I didn't look. I I have my little white gift bag out in the car. You know why? Because when the hygienist said, here's your gift bag, I said yes and thank you. And then I quietly left. This is something fairly, you know, in the past decade or so. This is what what polite patients do. They say thank you for this free thing that's going to help my tooth health and I'm going to leave now. I I don't believe it's being impolite by rejecting the gift. I'm just saying it's a sales technique of which I don't need or want. That's all. A spiff. It's crabby. We done here? Okay. No, 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 we're not done. Oh, we're not done. No, 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 we're not done. I'm sorry. Yeah, all of a sudden John's hitting buttons. I thought we were. No, no, we have other things to say. You know, it's uh, it's celebrity birthdays. We haven't even talked about them. Don't you care? Whose birthday's today? Well, it's Ethan Hawke. Do you care about Ethan Hawke? Oh, I got a story about Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Nah, no, I don't. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I wanted to know it. Nah, Were you no. in a movie with Ethan Hawke? No, but I got, a, make fun of your I got a friend. I got a friend who had an apartment, and Ethan Hawke wanted the apartment, and you know, did some sort of grab, some sort of New York City landlord tenant grab, and my my buddy got sort of lost his place because <gasps> Ethan Hawke. So I, I don't have a whole lot of love for you. Although, what I mean, was that's that? a couple that's a that's a couple levels removed from actual Ethan Hawke. I think. No, it's not. Well, that's a lot of story in it's there. It's my buddy telling me, "Hey, man, this Ethan Hawke is like you know high profile actor. You know, ripped me off, and all of a sudden I got some walking papers, and there I am on the mean streets of Manhattan." Listen. So Ethan Hawke, what, what's the what's the latest film? The re, the rede, redeemed. I don't play, know. He plays the priest. He plays the oh yeah the reform reformer reformer or reformed, something like ref- that. Yeah, he plays. Was he good? It's a weird movie. I had really high hopes that you know there he is. I think he's playing like a Lutheran pastor, and it got kind of odd. It's again Hollywood. I'm sorry, I got nothing good to say about Ethan Hawke. Today. <laughs> well, that's too bad because it's apologies. his 48th birthday. I mean, happy geez. birthday, Ethan Hawke. You have anything nice to say about Sally Field? You're Robert Barron. Uh, Sally Fields. You, they like me. They really like me. Did she say is that from one of her movies? No, it's from when she won the Academy Award. Oh, right. Okay, it's her birthday today. How old is Sally Field? What do you think? Seventy six. Seventy two. Okay. Do you like Sally? Yeah, I like Sally Fields. Okay. Yeah, you know She's singular, by the way. <laughs> right. You know what? You know Forrest Gump, the movie? Yes. That's a great film. With the exception of one scene with poor Sally Fields that the somehow the filmmakers decided they had to put in there, which crushes the film. You yeah, know, I haven't talk- seen. Yeah, I knew. I know what scene you're talking about. But cut I, me a break. Yeah. So Sally Field should not have. Okay. Well, I don't know. The Flying Nun, Gidget, kudos. I I, I remember seeing pictures of her as a flying nun. That just looks silly. Oh, it's a great, a great little thing. I don't know if it's great. 
it's fun. Okay. She's 72 years old. Lamar Odom is 39 today. I got nothing for Also, on this day in history, back in, and I'm, you're going to guess the year on this, uh, Art Modell announced that he would sign mm, a deal geez. that would relocate the Cleveland Browns to Baltimore, yeah, so which was the first this? time that Baltimore had had an NFL team back, since back when the Colts left in 83. So uh, that is when, of course, the Cleveland Browns went into their, you know, era of darkness well, from which they have yet to emerge. They have never emerged from They that. have never emerged. What year do you think that was that Art Modell moved the Browns Jeez, to, oh, uh, to become I, the Baltimore Ravens? I don't know. Uh, 92? That's pretty close. It's 95. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was later than that. Hmm. So yeah, 95. Art do you Modell. feel any sort of pity for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, you know, I feel pity for the fans. Do you? I'm glad I'm not a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. Now I got a brother-in-law from Aberdeen, South Dakota. My brother-in-law and his brother grew up in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Of course, okay. there's no pro team. One, so they said, look, we're going to love a team. One kid chose the Browns to love. That's a shame. The other kid chose the Steelers to love. Oh, see, and that was the smart So person. my brother-in-law is the Browns fan. Uh, he calls me up out of the blue one day and says, hey, I won a sales contest. I'm coming to Pittsburgh to watch the Browns. Please come to a game with me. I was like, great. We go to a Steeler game. He shows up at a Steeler game as a Browns fan wearing a Browns leather jacket and a Browns hat. Can you believe that? He was he abused so horribly. I was abused, and I was just his brother-in-law. So that's rough. I do feel bad for the fans, though, don't you? No, not at all. Oh, come on. What if no, that was your they've team? Cho- they've chosen poorly. No, if you're no, stuck awful. with their team. Okay. That's awful. What if that was the Steelers? Well, then you choose another team. No, you do oh, not. Oh, yeah, you do. You choose the team oh, that you you're ch- born into. Oh, you choose another team. Anyway, that's us for the night. Happy National Nacho Day. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.